This is KDRT. Yes, it is. You're tuned to KDRT 95.7, frequency modulated, or KDRT.org if you're out there listening on the web. Hello, world. My name is Jim. Got a rather odd live tracks lined up for tonight. We'll be jumping around quite a bit, so fasten your seat belts. Barco loungers in full recline position. Cool recreational beverages of choice are highly recommended. If a lava lamp is somewhere in your horizon, go ahead and fire that bad boy up too. Thank you for listening. And this is Live Tracks. Talking about the ballad of Jed Clampett from Joanne Castle and her LP titled The Ballad of Jed Clampett from about 1962, 1963, somewhere in there. Joanne Castle, a highly accomplished piano player, this particular album features quite a bit of a ragtime kind of a stride to her piano playing, but she's also quite well known for her boogie-woogie style. I just haven't found those records yet. Welcome, Davis, California. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Had quite a windy last few days, so hopefully your power remained on. And if not, hopefully you had lots of fun in the dark. The City of Davis and the UC Davis Arboretum and Public Garden offer the public, along with their 
old shovels, a chance to leave a permanent mark on our community as they seek to collect 400 used spades, gardening trowels, shovels of all kinds for use in a campus and city outdoor art sculpture scheduled for completion this fall. I think I've got about three that I could go ahead and contribute. I'm sure not using them. Shovel collection will occur at the Arboretum's spring plant sales, and that is going to be Sunday, April 28th from 9 to 1 p.m. and Saturday, May 18th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And weekdays from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the city offices, which are located at 1818 Fifth Street, just up the road from us, actually, through the end of May. UC Davis Arboretum and Public Garden Teaching Nursery is located on UC Davis campus at Garrett Drive, across from the UC Davis Vet Medicine Teaching Hospital. For more information, get a hold of Katie Hetrick at 530-754-4134 or email katie at kfhetrick at ucdavis.edu. There you go. So, you know you can't throw those old shovels and stuff like that directly into the, the garbage can, right? You're supposed to take, because they're metal and stuff, you're supposed to take them down. And, and so you might as well just take them down and donate them as the world would have you do it. And then you can go by and visit your shovel, spade, or other gardening implement as part of the art sculpture wonder where they'll embed the darn thing. Well, that's above my pay grade. I'm just down here playing music. And for the next two hours, I'm going to be winging it here tonight. I want to make an announcement that I was down at the Oddfellows last week and had a wonderful, wonderful time down there with Biscuits and Honey and Bonanza King, two very, very nice uh, country swing type groups. And the performances were great. And for the most part, I managed not to do anything too dumb as far as twiddling knobs. So I've got quite a bit of material that I can go ahead and play out on my show. But I don't have it all ready yet. And I wanted to play it all uh, together, uh, both performances together on one night's show. So that will be next week. So anybody out there that was wondering if I was going to be able to turn it around in one week, uh, no. So that'll be uh, next week coming up. And otherwise, let's see, I can't think of anything. Uh, picnic day coming up here in a couple of weeks, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's about it. I'll go ahead and get back to some music. Uh, coming up here in a little bit, I've got a special little tribute to Annette Funicello, who passed away recently. But for right now, I think what I'm going to do is sort of rejoin a little bit more of Joanne Castle while I get a couple other things lined up. This is KDRT in Davis, California.
That was Wolverton Mountain that you just heard from Joanne Castlin in the background here. We've got a little bit of the Yellow Rose of Texas. So I don't know if all of you out there heard that Anita Annette Funicello passed away. It was April 8th, but uh, don't quote me on that. But it was just very recently that Annette Funicello passed away. And I'll make a confession here on air, which was I was a very, very young boy at the time of the Mickey Mouse Club first being on the air. And I had a crush on the gal. There's no way uh, it was ever going to be anything more than that. She was born in 1942, and I wasn't. But watching her up there, three, four, five-year-old kid sitting in a living room in Iowa and this fantastic idea of a playhouse that kids get to play in and it's the Mickey Mouse Club and things like that and no wonder marketing is so successful because some of those images I think are continue to just remain just barely below the surface. If I have a flashback I could almost imagine the the Mickey Mouse Club logo and the, the little barn door thing on there, Donald Duck banging on the gong, which then turns into liquid or mush or electricity or something bad a lot of times happened to him. Anyway, so I brought along a little bit of information here about uh, <laughs> Annette Funicello. I'm going to switch backgrounds here. Something a little less distracting. So here's a little bit of history of the Mickey Mouse show and then a little bit uh, other background on Annette Funicello and then I'm going to play a surprise song, which probably most of you have never heard before. So here's the deal. The opening theme, the Mickey Mouse March, was written by the show's primary adult host, Jimmy Dodd. It was also reprised at the end of each episode with the slower It's Time to Say Goodbye verse. A shorter version of the opening title was used later in the series in syndication and on Disney Channel reruns. Each day of the week had a special show theme, which was reflected in the various segments. The themes were, on Monday, fun with music, here, here. Tuesday, guest star. Wednesday, Anything can happen. Thursday, circus. And Friday, the talent roundup. Scheduling was uh, early on. It was on ABC and was for an hour each weekday in 1955 and 56 and in 56-57, those two seasons. And it ran from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. After that, it was a half an hour on weekdays from 5.30 to 6 Eastern Time. And it wasn't on television all that long. The 57-58 season was the final season to feature new programming. Now, it returned in 58 and 59, but they were repeats from the first two seasons recut into a half-hour format. The Mickey Mouse Club was featured on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and Walt Disney's Adventure Time, which were reruns of Mickey Mouse Club serials and re-edited segments from 
Walt Disney Presents in Disneyland appeared on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, one of the reasons for the Mickey Mouse Club was the fact that Disneyland was being built. And so this provided a wonderful opportunity for Walt Disney to go ahead and create more atmosphere and, and things like that, awareness of the Disneyland theme park, which was going up out there in Anaheim, California, which opened in October or September of 1955. And although the show remained popular, ABC decided to cancel the show after its fourth season. Disney and the network could not come to terms for renewal. And the cancellation in September of 59 was attributable to seven, several factors. Um, the Disney studios weren't getting high profit margins from merchandise sales. Sponsors were uninterested in educational programming for children. And many commercials were needed in order to pay for the show. Kind of like now, actually. Not much has changed. Uh, after canceling the Mickey Mouse Club, ABC refused to let Disney air the show on any other network, which is why many of you haven't really ever seen it much. Uh, Walt Disney filed a lawsuit against ABC, and eventually, well, the Disney Corporation bought ABC, so that took care of that problem, but that was many, many years later. So what you may remember, if you were born a little bit later, is the wonderful world of Disney uh, retitled Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. And that was the only Disney series left in prime time uh, throughout the 60s. So there's the background for the Mickey Mouse Club. And, of course, Annette Funicello was quite the movie star with Frankie Avalon in the early 60s, a lot of the beach-themed movies. And a few with fast cars driving around in circles. That was real popular in the mid-60s. She released an album, Hawaiianette, in uh, about 1961, 62, something like that. And it just so happens that yours truly uh, had a copy of Hawaiianette. <laughs> of course I did. Found it, uh, can't remember where, but anyway... On that, on side one, song two, you've got a song called Pineapple Princess, and believe it or not, folks, that went to number 17 on the hit parade in whatever year it was, 1962, 63, somewhere in there. So, guess what? We're going to hear Pineapple Princess with Annette Funicello. And after that, I don't know, I'll throw a bunch of stuff on. We'll take care of things. Done enough talking. Hope everybody is still hanging in there. KDRT, Davis, California.
upon Hawaiian shores Cause on the island state Every night is great Oh, every night is late night in Hawaii Two by two they go surf riding Under the banana moon Cause on the island state Every night is great Oh, every night is late night in Hawaii
Is anyone out there? Test one, two. Got the wonderful Belgian band organ banging it out here in the background. That's Paul Eakins in the gay 90s village. Go into that in a little bit more in a minute. I'm going to take this from the top though. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for the Wurlitzer thing there. Started out with Pineapple Princess and that Funicello off of her early 60s LP Hawaiianette. Vista Records. For those of you out there looking for that, it's B as in boy, V as in Victor, 3303. Follow that up with Frank 88 Malone. That's 88 keys. From the LP Hail Hail the Gang's All Here. And first how you heard Sweet Adeline. Who went back to Annette Funicello's uh, started on side B, her B side. To Pineapple Princess, Date Night in Hawaii. I'm pretty darn excited about that, too. And then after that, went back once again to Frank 88 Malone with In the Good Old Summertime and Take Me Out to the Ball Game. There's a little nod to Rod there. For those of you that might have been listening before this show came on the air this evening, The Golden Road. Golden Road was a darn good show tonight. Kind of half thought about having him just stay on for the next two hours. He was on a roll, but he was having none of it. He just kept laughing at the records I brought down. Doesn't bode well for you listeners, but hey, we're all having fun, right? Where was I? Date night in Hawaii, Annette Funicello, and then followed that up, yeah, with uh, In the Good Old Summertime, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and then switched gears, need a little more bass in the, in the song selection, so I went to the wonderful Belgian band organ. Okay, now here's the deal on this. This was recorded... Hmm... I'm not really sure, but the, the organ itself evidently was exhibited throughout the Midwest in 1964. Memphis, Tennessee, Springfield, Illinois, Louisville, Kentucky. And the Gay 90s Village, where this was recorded, is located in, in Sykeston, Sykeston, Missouri. It's one of America's most unique amusement centers. I wonder if it's still there. The village was the creation of Paul Eakins, who oh, 
Maybe he's not the one playing this. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe he just owns it. Anyway, this was recording was made on one of the oldest and one of the most unusual instruments in his collection. It's the Belgian organ manufactured 1885, especially for a beer garden in Detroit, Michigan. Is one of many instruments gathered by Eakins from all parts of the United States. Okay, the Belgian Mortier organ has 418 pipes, 22 xylophone bars, a bass drum, snare drum, cymbal, and double castanets. The air pressure is rated at 10.5 inch water column. So all you engineers out there, you know what that is. I don't. The large four-cylinder pump produces approximately 750 cubic feet of air per minute at this pressure. Oregon has 1,300 feet of 5 16 inch rubber tubing, 550 feet of 5 16 inch copper tubing, and 496 separate valves, 14 stops, which can play a combination of 14 ranks of pipes, and then they can add effects to that, too. The instrument was made in 1885 in Belgium. It cost 14000 American dollars in 1885, plus packing and freight. Originally turned by hand at approximately one round per second, tracker bar assembly has 156 one-inch by one-quarter-inch valves. And the valves all have goat skin on them, and it's just kangaroo kid skin, uh, 496 air pouches. Hmm, probably not anymore. Sykeston, Missouri. Well, yeah. It's about, uh, kind of wondering maybe one of you guys slide onto the internet there and let me know if Sykeston, Missouri is still one of the unique entertainment venues in the Midwest. So anyway, we heard um, yeah, I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy and in the shade of the old apple tree and my gal Sal off of that. Seems like I ought to cover something important, but I don't know. I think this is the twilight zone of time tonight that you're listening to. So give up all sense of purpose, ye who enter here this evening. Didn't set out for a strange show, but it sure is turning out that way. But coming up next, I'm going to reel us all back in. I've got actual music sung by actual performers in an actual live situation with melodies and harmonies and chord progressions and no calliopes or Belgian organs in sight. So it's about time, right? Gotta love it. Life.
get on down again now, Route 66. Step on the brakes. Here we go one time. The dynamic duo of Chris and John is about the same. Baby, you got what it takes. You know it takes more than a robin just to make the winter go. And it takes two lips of fire just to melt away. 
what it takes. It's gonna take more than an effort to just to stay away from you. And it'll take more than a lifetime to prove that I'll be true. But it takes somebody real special to so make me walk down the aisle and say I There's a little tune all about somebody's habits. John's gonna do one of his own compositions and also one of his tunes, ready? Sometimes I make a big fool 
ought to be. Yes, I'm just a young man, but I feel like I'm 63. Let me tell you about him now. I like to drink a lot of coffee, champagne, beer, and wine. I got a habit of cussing and another one lying. You know, I like to play the race horses and bet the numbers too. Like to eat too much of that Texas barbecue. I got too many bad habits, killing me by degrees. Not to mention the grease. I start out the walking, but I wind up crawling down on my knees. Like to drink whiskey and I smoke cigarettes in a chain. I got a pretty woman habit, and those big fine legs upset my soul. Only habit I ain't got is that one called self-control. I got so many bad habits, killing me by degrees. You know I start out to walk and wind up crawling down on my knees. Hey. I mean, a few ain't there, but I got so many. Killing me by degrees. You know I start out to walk But I wind up crawling down on my Sleep at the Wheel, served live. Recorded live January 19th, 20th, 1979 at the Austin Opry House, Austin, Texas. You heard there, Route 66, baby, you've got what it takes and too many bad habits, indeed. Well, you know, the thing about having too many bad habits is you can give up a few of them, feel like you're making progress. (laughs) 
tuned to KDRT LP 95.7 Davis, California. This is Live Tracks. My name is Jim. Thank you for staying tuned in. Doing a little bit of jumping around tonight. Hope you have your lava lamp lit. Cool recreational beverage choice. Uh, smoking lamp. You could light that too if you're of a mind. Do you long to travel? Take a trip every week with Gary Pratt on an international affair. Live Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. Replays Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. An hour of music from around the world. Brought to you here on KDRT in Davis, California. Yolo County Animal Services is operating an April showers adoption special through May 5th. $75 for dogs and $50 for cats. They invite you to come in and experience a one-on-one -on -one interaction with these beautiful animals. This will give you a great idea of which one of these animals you would like to take home as your new pet. Or become the pet of a new cat or dog in your house which I think is their perspective. Those who are unable to adopt a pet but who want to help the shelter are invited to donate liquid laundry detergent, towels, new or gently used, fleece blankets that are lap size, clay, cat litter, and cat toys. Plus you can foster a kitten. If you'd like to do that, contact the shelter at yellowfoster at yahoo.com. Animal services adoption hours are 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 2 to 6 p.m. Tuesdays through Fridays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., 2 to 4 p.m. on Saturdays. Adoptions stop a half hour before closing time. The shelter's mailing address is 140C Tony Diaz Drive in Woodland. Look for the main parking lot entrance on East Gibson Road, west of County Road 102. And you can also visit the Animal Shelter at Facebook at facebook.com backslash ycas.shelter. Indeed, they do liven up a person's life. Can't imagine a home without them. That's just me. Coming up this week in Beatles history. KDRT Davis. 
This Week in Beatles History. On April 9th, 1961, they started performing at the Top Ten Club in Hamburg, Germany, and performed throughout the next seven days. 1963, they were at the Gaumont State Cinema in West Hampstead, London, at the Ballroom, and they appeared on TV show Tuesday Rendezvous. On April 10th, 1962, Stuart Sutcliffe died of a brain hemorrhage. And that was on the same day that the Beatles were leaving England for Hamburg for another series of shows there. Stuart Sutcliffe, original bass player for the Beatles and an art student friend of John Lennon. John Lennon roomed with Stuart Sutcliffe and talked Stuart into taking earnings from selling a painting and buying a bass guitar, which Stuart said, well, I don't know how to play it. And John said, doesn't matter. And he played with the Beatles in their first tour in Germany, 1961. 1960 played with the Beatles some. It was in 1961 that he met Astrid Kircher and she took some very famous photographs of the Beatles and she also cut Stewart's hair in such a way that the other Beatles eventually adopted it and that became known as the Beatles haircut. On the 11th of April in 1962, John and Paul and Pete arrived in Hamburg and then were greeted with the news that Stuart had died the day before. 1963, it was the United Kingdom single release From Me to You and Thank You Girl. Coming up next, the single From Me to You and Thank You Girl.
the Beatles with Thank You Girl and From Me to You. From Me to You, a song that was written pretty much 50-50 between John Lennon and Paul McCartney while they were on a bus going from one gig to the other. Lennon says, I think the first line was mine. I mean, I know it was mine. And then after that, we took it from there. It was far bluesier than that when we wrote it. He goes on to say, we nearly didn't record it because we thought it was too bluesy at first. But when we'd finished it and George Martin had scored it with harmonica, it was all right. And the original British version only had the harmonica in the beginning. The American release did not. And it was part of their concert repertoire in 63 and 64, and it was one of the four songs performed at the Royal Command Performance November 4, 1963. It was also one of six songs performed during the Beatles' second appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show February 16, 1964, and one of 12 performed at the Washington Coliseum and Carnegie Hall concerts the same month. It's known for introducing the Beatle trademark falsetto woo. It was so successful as used literally, liberally, and literally in the next single, She Loves You. It stayed on the top of the charts for over seven weeks, only to be replaced by She Loves You. Thank you, girl. The B-side, too, from me to you. And... Not as much about it as the other Lennon said. It was written by Paul and me, just a silly song we knocked off. The harmonica was overdubbed a couple days after they did the whole thing in the studio. Lennon said, Thank You Girl was one of our efforts at writing a single that didn't work, so it became a (laughs) B-side. A little bit more on... Beatles history this week, 50 years ago or more. April 12th, in 1962, Brian and George, Brian Epstein, George Harrison, finished traveling to Hamburg. In 1963, there was a performance at the Cavern with Farron's Flamingos, the Roadrunners, and the Denisons. And at this point, the Beatles performing at the Cavern would have been fairly unusual. And I believe it was 1964, earlier, late 1963, when they called it quits performing at the Cavern. It just wasn't going to work anymore, much to the dismay of their loyal fans that had been watching them since the very early 60s. April 13th in 1962 was the start of the Star Club performances they had gone out there for. And in 1963, they were in Studio E, at BBC London for the 625 show, which was the first BBC TV appearance of the Beatles. And that's where they met Cliff Richard for the first time and partied with him that evening. And on the 14th of April, 1961, they were still at the Top Ten Club. In 63, they were on Thank Your Lucky Stars. And then after that, they drove to the Crawdaddy Club to see the Rolling Stones perform, April 14th, 1963. And there was a party at the flat of Mick Jagger, Brian Jones, and Keith Richards. 
at, uh, here you go, if you want to write down their address and Google it, see if it's still there, 102 Edith Grove, West Brompton, B-R-O-M-P-T-O-N, in London. And they stayed there until 4 a.m. Keith Richards said in his book that he released just a couple years ago um, that he hardly ever saw John Lennon leave his apartment then or in the future throughout the years under his own steam. He almost always left horizontally. I don't know if that's the case for this night. And on April 15th, 1963, John went to Liverpool to visit Cynthia and see Julian, his son, at Sefton Hospital for the first time. John Charles Julian Lennon was born 8 April 1963, so he just turned 50. Happy birthday, Julian. Brian Epstein was made the godfather, and he does support two current philanthropic endeavors, the White Feather Foundation and the Whale Dreamers Organization, promoting the coexistence of all species and the health and well-being of the earth. Hear, hear. Julian said once in an interview that John, his dad, had told him that if he died, if it was possible for him to come back and if everything was going to be okay with the world, that he would return and there would be symbolically a white feather involved. So that's why he calls it the White Feather Foundation. Julian Lennon, who does not give very many interviews, but you can find some of what he has to say about it with a book that was released fairly recently that Cynthia Lennon wrote after all these years of remaining silent. Now, you may remember that Cynthia Lennon wrote a book years ago called A Twist of Lennon. But this one's much newer and I think probably much more complete. So go check it out library now. I haven't done it yet, but uh, get it back in a uh, reasonable fashion. I'll be wanting to check that out myself here in the future. I saw it over there. So there you go. This week in Beatles history. Tune to KDRT 95.7 here in Davis, California. My name is Jim. This is Live Tracks. Delta House? Sure. Come on in.
somewhere up in New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away Here they have a lot of fun Putting trouble on the run Man, you find the old and young Twisting the night away They're twisting, twisting Everybody's feeling great They're twisting, twisting They're twisting the night away Here's a man in evening clothes How he got here, I don't know But man, you ought to see him go Twisting the night away He's dancing with the chicken slacks She's moving up and back Oh man, there ain't nothing like Twisting the night away They're twisting, twisting Everybody's feeling great They're twisting, twisting They're twisting the night Let's twist the with the older queen who's dolled up in a diamond rings and twisting the night away man you ought to see her go twisting to the rock and roll here you find the young and old twisting the night away they're twisting twisting man everybody's feeling great they're twisting twisting they're twisting the night sleep at all last night.
You now tune entitled Shamalama Ding Dong. So hit it. Back live tracks. Lloyd Williams on vocals out front with that one, Shamalama Ding Dong. For that, Bobby Lewis singing Tossin' and Turnin'. Sam Cooke with Twistin' the Night Away and started out that set of music there. One of the all time classics. There's not too many songs that have big FBI dossiers connected with them, but Louie Louie does. 
And after extensive research, acoustic, psychological, scientific, etc., etc., they realized that they had no idea what the song meant, and even the guys who sang the song said they really didn't know what it meant either. Song written by Richard Berry, Louie Louie. Song that actually became so popular that the Portland based band The Kingsmen that played Bluey Louie, they'd been together playing for a little while, what caused them to break up? All of a sudden they were making money, and turns out one guy, along with his parents, went ahead and had essentially the output of The Kingsmen registered in his name. So he had rights to the name The Kingsmen, which really hacked off pretty much everybody else in the group. And after about 1963, early 1964, a lot of them just took a walk, said, no, we're out of here. So he got some more players in. And as so often happened back there in the early days of rhythm and blues, rock and roll, et cetera, et cetera, they kind of had that one big hit. And then they went back to being a very popular bar band up there in Portland, Oregon. If I managed to find time to get it on tonight, I did bring down The Kingsman In Person, which is their first LP that has, it actually has the single Louie Louie on it. Everything else was recorded live in one of their local watering holes, Portland, Oregon, in 1963. It was released early 1964. I think what I'm going to do first, though, to make sure my conscience is clear, is see if there's something else that I should be doing that I'm not doing. So I'm going to the book. And it's looking mercifully rather blank here. So there we go. In that case, I'm going to take us back in time just a little bit further than the Animal House LP record soundtrack, which is what those songs were off of, released 1978. We're going to take us back to 1955. KDRT, Davis, California.
do to make you love me too. You got to roll with me, Henry. All right, baby. Roll with me, Henry. Don't mean maybe. Roll with me, Henry. Any old time. Roll with me, Henry. Won't change my mind. Roll with me, Henry. All right. You better roll.
your magic touch. I said the way.
And we've been listening in to a performance of the Kingsman down at the Chase Eatery in Portland, Oregon, 1963. Working backwards, you heard the song Money. And before that, Fever. And before that, Mojo Workout. For those of you who are curious, Money was originally written by Barry Gordy and Janie Bradford. Fever is a Libra and Stoller tune. Mojo Workout, Julian Bright wrote that one. Started out with The Waiting, which was a composition of the Kingsmen themselves. Interesting album that was recorded uh, for Wand Records, Wand number 657. That's the name of this on this LP. And it was recorded mostly because of the effort of producer Jerry Denon, D-E-N-N-O-N. So we have him to thank for a little bit. Rock and roll history. So I know a lot of you out there are wondering, where do I invest my retirement dollars? What's the next greatest big thing? Think outside the box. The big money is already positioned to take advantage of what's going to happen in the next couple of years. But I have it on good authority that the next vacation mecca tourist attraction it's going to be in North Korea. They're angling for it. They have an odd way of doing it, granted. But they got this young guy in charge right now, and he would spend some time over in England. He's only 30 years old, just turned the big 3-0. And what's the purpose of being a dictator, president for life, king, whatever he wants to call himself, if all he is is surrounded by antiquated technology and he can't go anywhere because everyone hates him. But how do I arrive at North Korea as a tourist destination, you say? Jim, where did that come from? Okay, have you asked yourself why did Dennis Rodman go over there and talk with him? Well, if you go ahead and find out who Dennis Rodman is connected with, you can do that through the internet, you'll find out that the Shamrock Corporation is involved, Limited Liability Partnership, LLP, whatever they want to call themselves. No, not the oil company, although who knows, it might be part of Sinclair, but they're not. Shamrock is actually a major subsidiary investment, whatever, of the Walt Disney Corporation. And it's the Walt Disney Corporation that wants to go ahead, find a nice spot to go ahead and put another theme park. So you heard it here on live tracks about a quarter to ten. Forget all this nonsense you're hearing about what's going on with Korea now, missiles, 
close-up zoom lenses of atom bomb thingies that they might or might not have. I give it, give it five years, maybe seven. And in some of their deep water ports, you're going to be having the Caribbean Princess and other cruise line ships pulling right on up there. Thousands of tourists debarking. They're going to need some place to go. A Walt Disney theme park. Cheap labor. Yep. And you heard it here on Live Tracks. Down in Mexico, 
mountains and hills But he don't need an airplane Or some kind of engine And he never will Now you know it's a meaningless question to ask Cause no stories are right Cause what matters most
Woman of a Thousand Years, Fleetwood Mac. Before that, Hypnotized, also Fleetwood Mac. Can you measure the heartbeat of a chicken? That will be one of the many interesting exhibits and demonstrations featured at the 36th Annual Cal Aggie Picnic Day on Davis Campus Saturday. Agricultural displays, sporting events, aquacade, and a grand parade will be features of the annual student celebration. Governor Earl Warren and Reba Watterson, the Miss California of 1948, will lead the grand parade starting the day's activities at 10 a.m. Hal Heller and Zach Farmer are co-chairmen for the events. Research makes the difference. That's the theme for the picnic day in 1949. Gotta go. Spin live tracks. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for hanging in there. Hope you have a great weekend. Check you out next week. Bye. Peace.